Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. For this episode of the podcast, I am going to be answering questions that you guys sent in to me on Instagram. And I didn't organize them. I haven't looked at them yet. So it's going to be pretty random and all over the place. But... If you guys like this, and if you just want more solo episodes in general, I'm thinking of adding a second podcast episode every week where it's short and I'm just like tackling a subject, just me, myself, and I, or taking questions or like maybe doing a call in. But like, so doing a guest interview for one episode and then doing a solo episode for another. So let me know if you like that idea. You can go over to the Blonde Files podcast Instagram or just let me know on my Instagram. I feel like I'm really out of breath right now. I'm kind of a hot mess. I'm not going to lie. I need to take a deep breath. I just did the Fierce program on the Sweat app. Oh my God. So it's like six circuits. They're four minutes each. And within each four minute circuit, there are two exercises and they're pretty like high intensity. Um, and there are no breaks. So, I mean, there are breaks between every circuit. I don't know if I'm saying this right. <laughs> right. It's probably really confusing. But like, so for the first circuit, for the first four minutes, you're doing 20 jumping jacks and then like 20 squats, we'll just say. And you keep doing it for the whole four minutes and then there a timer goes off and you have like a 30 second break and then you move on to the next one. So it's like basically hit. And I like to do it when I just have tons of energy. And that's actually a good segue into the questions. I don't know if anybody asked me this question in this round, but I get asked all the time what my workout routine is. And I really don't have one anymore. I really just try to like lean into what my body is feeling. And so some days I like to do Melissa Wood Health, like a at-home yoga Pilates kind of flow. Other days I want to do some weights. So I'll do Kelsey Wells power program on the sweat app. Other days, especially like right before and around my period, I have tons of kind of like frenetic energy. And that's when I will do kind of a more high intensity interval training, BBG, fierce, like I just did. And then I have weeks where I literally don't do anything and I'm like sedentary 
all day, every day. So <laughs> it totally just depends. Okay, so you guys, I got a ton of questions and I'm probably not going to get through all of them. In this episode, I want to keep it kind of brief. Um, so they're going to be totally out of order, like I said. Okay, first one. How do I deal with being around foods that aren't good for me that I crave? I am going to sound like the most obnoxious person in the world, but I really, really, really don't crave foods like that are quote unquote bad for me. I'm guessing that means maybe like sweets or like higher carb things like pizza or pasta or burgers or fries or like whatever we think of traditionally when we think of like a cheat food. So I talk about this a lot. I might sound like a broken record, but I really try to just be diverse in what I eat and be creative with what I cook. And if I'm craving something, if I'm craving pizza or pasta or burger or fries, I make it. I just will make it like with a gluten-free bun or like make fries myself, which I have a bomb recipe coming up in my next cookbook. And um, you guys know that I (laughs) make a ton of baked goods and stuff like that. So I never feel like I'm I'm like missing out on some kind of good food because I do eat it all. Um, I think, you know, I'm pretty lucky being in like New York and LA where there's tons of healthy options and restaurants that cater to dietary needs and that make really amazing, delicious, like grain-free, gluten-free pizza or vegan ice cream and all of that. So I do find myself at events or dinners or whatever where um, maybe they're like passing around food that like I wouldn't normally eat, but I don't really feel deprived. And now I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I do get asked a lot how I handle being at those events when I may not be able to necessarily eat all the food. This is a really extreme example, but like the Golden Globes, you're there for four hours or five hours or whatever it is more, including like the time it takes you to get there. They search your cars with bomb sniffing dogs and everything before you can even get to the red carpet. And then the red carpet is an hour. So it's like an all day thing. And I know like, okay, that's not a real life example, but even if it's just a cocktail party or something, I make sure that I eat before and I do not leave the house without snacks. So like nuts and maybe a bulletproof bar and whatever. So that I'm not hangry because then I'm just going to like eat the whole fucking cheese platter and be sick for a week. What drinks would I suggest for energy when matcha or teas don't give me much? Well, I hear you. My matcha, I put maybe like two tablespoons in. So mine are like the equivalent of probably, I don't know. I don't, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but like three coffees. So you can make it stronger. As far as other energizing drinks, again, I'm going to sound really obnoxious, but I get a ton of energy from smoothies from the fruit, especially if I put like honey or something that has natural sugar in it. If you need the caffeine, I don't know if you can have coffee. I still love a good latte. There are a lot of healthy energy drinks on the market right now. Um, I'm trying to think of the name Okay, there's one called Runa, I think, that is supposed to be pretty clean. Um, There's also like Yerba tea, which is higher in caffeine. What is one food I would eat if it didn't cause gut problems and would never make me gain weight? 
again, not to sound really obnoxious, but I feel like I eat everything that I want to. That said, I think I would probably eat like loaded nachos with like tons of cheese and sour cream every day of my life if I could. I like this one. Do I get my bun right the first time? Yes. And guys, I have tried to film a tutorial so many times. And every time I film the tutorial, I can't do it. So I'm working on it. But yes, it's like, I don't know. I guess it's just a skill that I have. Have I ever tried food combining? No. Can you get results with LIS, which is low intensity cardio and Pilates type workouts only with a good diet? This is going to totally vary person to person, but I mean, it depends on what your diet is like now. I truly believe that like you really can't out-train a bad diet um, because the food that you're eating is having like a biological effect on your body. Um, It's not about calories, but it's about the quality. And I believe, so, so I really truly feel like a good diet is kind of the foundation upon which a healthy body is built. Obviously, movement is super important. Um, I think sometimes lists and Pilates is actually better for getting lean because some people get more inflammation from certain type of workouts. So it really depends on the person, but I would just try it. And Liss is really good for losing fat and Pilates is really, really good for sculpting. So, you know, I think if you eat like moderately healthy and do that, you should be fine. How important was macro counting for achieving a balanced, beautiful body? Macro counting, this maybe will be like a solo episode topic. I thought that it was the healthy right thing for me at the time because I thought that it was quote unquote like flexible dieting. And I was like, wow, I can eat all this food within these calories and my body changed. But what happened was I ran it into the ground and like our bodies are evolving. So my body's needs today are different from my body's needs yesterday. And this is different from my body's needs tomorrow. So I can't just decide to feed myself a certain amount of calories and break it down proteins, carbs, and fats and have that be sufficient for like my energy, you know, it doesn't take into account anything like hormones, where you are in your cycle, your stress level, um, your movement, all of that. So I really, really, I mean, I guess in some cases it can be helpful for weight loss, but if you're already like quote unquote healthy to begin with, I would try to stay away from macro counting because what happens is regardless of your intentions, it's going to kind of fuck with your head a little bit and those numbers are going to follow you around and it's really hard to break the cycle. So I think it's a little bit of a form of disordered eating in a lot of cases and I would steer clear. What treatments, procedures did I like that the most that make the biggest impact? Um, I'm going to go old school and not get too off into the weeds of all the beauty procedures I've done. I can do that in a separate podcast if people are interested. Um, But I do have to say I'm a proponent of good old Botox. It can make a huge difference. It can be preventative. And I love it. Don't know what I would do without it. 
am I happy? I get this question a lot. I don't know. I get defensive when people ask me. I'm like, yeah, why? Do do I not look happy? Do I say? Yes, I'm very happy. I'm like any person though. I have my good days and I have my bad days, but super, super happy, super grateful. Sometimes I can't like really, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go here, but yeah, sometimes I like pinch myself and I'm like the talking head song. Like, how did I get here? It has been a journey. Would I ever go vegan? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much there. The only animal product that I eat is fish. I've pretty much cut eggs out except for in certain baked goods. Um, What else do I have? I mean, if we're going to get like really down to it, like honey, I eat honey, but I'm pretty close. I'm very much pescatarian. What do I do to relax and wind down at night? I do my skincare routine, which usually takes me about like 20 minutes just to get the makeup off and do all the things and the serums and this and that and brush my teeth. And most nights, except when I have a spray tan, I will take a bath and I'll bring a book and a candle and like put my phone away. That's a huge thing. I cannot relax and unwind if my phone is anywhere near me. So I pretty much try to like plug it into the charger and leave it in the bedroom away from the bed and just like be done with it. Sometimes that's not possible, but I do. If my phone is anywhere near me, I'm a little bit tethered to it. And my mind is a little bit like on things that are happening in my phone. And I'm, it's really hard for me to be present. So that's a big one. So do my make my skincare routine, take a bath, read, and then I get into bed. I do my journaling. So right now I'm really liking the five-minute journal. So I do it in the morning and at night. And then I read some more. When's my next ebook coming out? It's getting there. So hopefully before the end of the year. How can I best support a loved one going through recovery for alcohol? Um, if you're open to it, going to Al-Anon for sure. And really just letting them have their own journey with it. Like be as hands-off as you can. Like I think that Al-Anon saying is detached with love. So you can be supportive and encouraging, but kind of like from afar, if that makes sense. Um, If they are in a 12-step program, it's really nice to like know the language. So Maybe read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous so that you're familiar with the language and the actual disease that they're dealing with and kind of know what they're going through and be able to support them that way. Have I ever gone to bed mad at my husband? Yeah, I think there are a few nights where we've gone to bed upset with each other, although very, very rarely. I'm like... I hate dragging something out. I need to resolve things right away. And he is not really like that. So it's been something to get used to. But we usually meet in the middle and we don't really argue that often anyway. But um, when we do have any kind of issues, I try to like resolve it or at least get to a good place where we can still be like dealing with it and having our feelings, but we're not like mad at each other. It's just. I just don't like, I feel like I don't have the luxury of like holding on to resentments and anger. And so I try to 
figure it out real time and just kind of squash it. Best affordable skincare. Um, I really like BioClarity for like a green kind of natural line. And guys, full disclosure, I have worked with them in the past. But the thing is with brand sponsorships, I hope that most of you can tell by now that I really only collaborate with brands that I actually work with. I'm in a fortunate position where like I don't necessarily have to be doing sponsored content. So when I do, I make sure that it's something that I really stand behind. BioClarity was amazing for me um, when I was going through like really acute gut issues. And I really like to switch back and forth between like some harsher treatments and then some more natural ones. BioClarity is great for that. They have a really, really good mask that I swear by. Um, Another line that I like, I would say Drunk Elephant is good. I haven't used tons of their products, but the ones that I have used like Baby Facial, I really like. Totally random, but how tall are you? You look so petite. I am 5'5". Okay, I get this question a lot too. Where do I get my style inspiration from? I really can't say that I get inspired by anything. My entire life, fashion was my first true, true love. My entire life, I've always been like so clear in what I like and what I don't like. And I've always kind of had, like I've just always had my own kind of personal style and I never really looked to outside resources for that if that makes sense. Um, So, I mean, I go into stores and I just am like, I know what I need. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And my style really hasn't changed at all through the years. It's always pretty much been the same except for like, okay, in middle school, I was wearing like five, seven, nine and Contempo Casuals, polka dot, polyester, bell bottoms with um, patent leather, green and blue platform shoes and blue faux fur jackets. Had a little bit of like a 70s disco vibe phase going on. Very awkward. Lots of polyester. After that, I kind of segued into what my style is now, which has always kind of just been like pretty classic with a twist. Okay, what is my morning routine? Morning routine is I wake up, I go outside, I get the newspaper, I get my husband's coffee, I get my matcha, I bring it all upstairs and get into bed and we read the newspaper and drink our respective caffeinated beverages and I read my daily stoic and I do my five minute journal. And then we meditate together for 20 minutes, and then usually I'll work out after that, and he'll go on his way. What has been the most enlightening episode of my podcast? Dr. Brighton was very enlightening. That was like, wow. I mean, I kind of realized, I hadn't realized up until that point that like I really didn't know how my period worked and how my body worked around my cycle and how hormones really worked. But I've also had really just enlightening conversations with really interesting people. Like I loved the episode with Kara Lowenthal. 
there are some conversations that like I just I just really kind of like fall in love with a person when I talk to them. So one that has not aired yet is with Liz Moody. And I really loved that. And I went on her podcast and she came on my podcast on the same day. So like we couldn't remember. We were like, did we talk about this in yours or mine? Like what? I don't remember. So when we air them, we're going to air them on the same day so that you guys can listen to them both. But we just, we went super deep. We talked about a lot and we had so many like, similar experiences and related on so many levels, even though our lives and our stories are so different. I love Alexis Haynes. I love Olivia, Mona. I'm just looking through all of them. I love all of them. But like enlightening, I would say Dr. Brighton. Do I still work with Kennedy? No. So Kennedy got a job, a full-time job working as social media director for an activewear company. So we no longer are working together. And that means I will be looking for a new assistant in the new year. So if anybody is looking to get into um, influencer, the influencer industry assisting, hit me up. What is wealth to me? What role does money play in my life? Is money evil? I don't think money is evil. Um, I think people, when people become greedy, it can be evil, but it all depends what you do with it, how you use it, what it means to you. Um, So, you know, I'm married to somebody who's like very, very philanthropic, has been for as long as I've been alive. (laughs) Um, So that has been really inspiring to me to see how people with so much give so much back and truly genuinely care. And so that's kind of caused me to get really interested in various organizations. And so one of the freedoms of having financial security, I would say, is the ability to give it back to people who need it and to give it to good causes and to try to make a difference in the world. So that's like the really Pollyanna answer, but it's true. What role does it play in my life? I'm not going to lie. There's a shitload of freedom in not having to worry about money, but it hasn't changed anything. It hasn't made problems go away. Like it doesn't make me a happier person. We'll put it that way. And in fact, I've talked about kind of having this experience of getting to the point where I was like, okay, I got married to the man that I love. I have this career that I love. I have houses and cars and bags and shoes and, you know, everything that I ever thought I wanted. And I was like, and that has not moved the needle on my happiness at all. If anything, it got me further away from kind of my spirituality. And so I found myself in a place where I was less happy than I had been when I had less. So it really just, I mean, it was a good thing that it happened because it reinforced to me like that my happiness is an inside job. Nothing external can make me happy for longer than like 24 hours, 48 hours. If I'm spiritually sound and I'm fulfilled, then I can enjoy all of the amazing things in my life. But 
they're not going to like change the way I feel inside. So now I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I don't know if I answered the question. Wealth to me is, I would say, only a good, positive, (laughs) enjoyable thing if you have all of the more important things. So like you're healthy, your family, your loved ones are healthy, you have good relationships, you have community, friends, love, interests, hobbies, passions, like only then, in my opinion, can you enjoy maybe the lifestyle that like having wealth can provide. Don't know if I answered that. No clue. Interesting. Okay, so I asked for questions on two separate days. So I just opened up the questions from the second time I posted about it. And somebody asked, how important is financial security in my life? Is money evil, in my opinion? The topic is so taboo. I agree, it's so taboo. Um, So I think I just kind of answered that. I won't talk anymore about money. But if it's a topic that you guys are interested in, I don't know that I'm the person to talk to about it because of my situation and because I have not been known to be, I mean, especially before I got sober, I haven't been known to be careful or particularly good with my money, but it's something that I could probably explore with you guys. Okay, there are so many more questions. So this is probably going to have to be like a two-parter, but I'll do one more Um What habits have been most influential in my wellness? This might not be exactly what people want to hear because I think, and I could be totally wrong, but I think people want to know like diet and exercise, diet and exercise. And I really look at wellness as such a bigger thing than just diet and exercise now because I did the diet, diet, God, I cannot talk. I did the diet and exercise thing and I did it when I was like really regimented with it. So I've done that every which way and I still wasn't like quote unquote well. The habits that have been most influential in my wellness have been kind of unrelated to those. So like meditation is massive for me because it wasn't until I could like slow down and be with myself in my body present that I was then able to like attune to my body and tune into like my energy levels and my needs. So that's really how I like practice wellness now is like, okay, I meditate and that brings me into my body. This is not, this is not going well. I'm not (laughs) articulating what I want to say, but meditation, okay, major for anxiety, major for sleep, major for clarity and peace of mind, but also major for being able to attune to my body and kind of know where I'm at for the day. It helps me like when I meditate in the morning, I get energy and I can work out and I can kind of read my energy levels better and figure out what kind of workout is best for me. And I know like when I'm hungry versus when I'm emotional. And so it's helped with all of that. So it's really kind of like this umbrella thing and every area of my life has benefited from it. Another one is going to bed early. Going to bed early ensures that I get eight hours of sleep because I wake up really, really early and have trouble falling back asleep. So if I go to bed by like 10, then I know I'm going to get probably eight hours. And 
That's huge. I mean, if I don't get enough sleep, my probably ghrelin and lectin and my hunger hormones are all over the place. So I always end up eating more. I have cravings. I feel really scattered and anxious. So sleep is super important. And then like that five-minute journal, that's become a habit. So in the morning, I write down three things that I'm grateful for, three things that I hope to accomplish in the day, and then an affirmation. And that kind of like sets my intention for the day. And then at the end of the day, I write down three amazing things that happened that day. And like, it's so hard. It's so hard for me. Like three amazing things that happened today. There are so many days when I'm like, there are Amazing is a little bit strong of a word. Like maybe we need to rephrase this and say like something cool that happened or like something okay that I accomplished. Amazing. That's, you know, I'm just not, I'm not that kind of person. So it's really made me think. And then I realized like, okay, well, I felt like all of a sudden I felt really like grateful and excited about my life. That's amazing for someone like me. That's not my baseline. So that was amazing. We blaze through our days kind of going a million miles a minute and it's so hard to be present and it's it's so hard to be able to like tune into the beauty and the amazing things that are happening to all of us. Even on my worst day, like I stayed sober and or like I showed up to work or I helped somebody somehow, you know, there's, there's always something there. Sometimes we have to really search for it, but there's always something. (sighs) Okay. There are so many more questions, so I want to get to them. Let me know if you guys like this. And if you like the idea of me, like picking a subject, like, okay, this week we're doing money or this week we're doing food or spirituality or insecurity or whatever. I will maybe start adding that to the weekly lineup. I appreciate you guys listening. And if you haven't, okay, maybe I will go off on one more tangent. So this is, you're free to leave now if you (laughs) want to. But such a small fraction of the weekly listeners have left reviews. So the way that podcasts get out there on iTunes, I mean, think about, you see this, you see ads for the same podcast over and over and over again. It all comes down to subscriptions and reviews. So if you listen to this every week or if you just have listened to a few episodes and you like it and you want to support me back, guys, I really try not to sell you shit all the time and shove things down your throats and um, keep it authentic here. So if you want to support me, that's a really good way to do it is to subscribe and just leave a quick review and a rating over on the iTunes app or a podcast app. I don't even know what it's called. I would really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm not above bribing you guys too. So I'll let you know. I think I might do a giveaway. So keep an eye out for that over on Instagram. Incentive. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.